Welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't Tell Mama. Today, we start our travel series where we talk about some of our favorite Southern destinations. And we knew when we decided to do this series that we had to do our own episode, like its own special episode, and focus on New Orleans. We all grew up about an hour to hour and 15 minutes from New Orleans. And it's always been a place that we enjoy to go and always have an adventure. And today we have two guests. I'll let y'all introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Jack. Uh, I'm Kiyomi Appleton Gaines. Uh, we are uh, Leah and Katie's cousins. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Well, and my friend. Yes, and Mandy's, Mandy's friend. friend. Yes. Well, J- Jack is Jack is the cousin. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jack Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> They're bomb people and transplants to New Orleans, so we thought they were perfect to chat with about this episode. Yes, and to to start us off, let's ask our guest question. What is the most Southern thing that has ever happened to you? All right, so I'm going to go first. As a an Air Force brat, we moved around a lot, um, but always coming back to the Gulf Coast there in Biloxi. And uh, one time on the way back to Texas from Biloxi, we got stuck on the Atchafalaya Bridge over the Atchafalaya Swamp because a uh, ham truck had overturned. So we were stuck there for hours and uh, people started grilling on the bridge. And I would say that that, even though this did not happen here in New Orleans, pretty pretty close, still here in the state of Louisiana. uh, And that's (laughs) definitely one of the most Southern things that's ever happened in my life. I'm... I'm trying so hard not to die right now. And Me too, and interrupt you. <laughs> no one would have heard the end of that story, but that is so classically Southern. That is, that is an amazing story, and I would expect no less from the people <laughs> on that bridge. <laughs> I have driven that bridge many, many times, and it's, it's definitely always an adventure. So Yeah, it's one of those things where you don't think that people – in driving across that bridge, I have not generally considered uh, make sure you have everything you might need in order to grill. Or grill. It's right. more like make sure you have enough gas to get across it. Make sure, you know, you... Uh, it can feel like you, a video game. Yeah. It's all, so some of the survival uh, needs that you, that you consider, that had not been one of my considerations. But, uh, you know, it's definitely something you think about now and again now. Now you know that you need to tailgate on... <laughs> overturn ham trucks <laughs> that's one way to be resilient and make the best out of a sticky situation <laughs> if that, i mean if an overturned ham truck isn't the time to tailgate when is and of course as we know everyone in new orleans or in louisiana can turn anything into a party it like just really speaks to the spirit of that state <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And for me, I, I was, I've had a really hard time thinking about like, what's the most Southern thing that's ever happened to me, but it's sort of classic New Orleans, just when we came home today, um, we've had 
um, like a transformer blew out or something, which is pretty classic New Orleans anyway, just by itself. But then like I mentioned earlier, we pulled up and literally a second one had broken out in the street because the street was blocked. We had Mardi Gras Indians show up and a whole brass band. And there was just a, a big like New Orleans block party going on. And yeah, that's why we live in this city. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yep. that is so perfect. I love that. And we talked about, I think, second lines in our, was it our wedding episode? Wedding episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit about those. So yeah, that's great. I love that. That's so amazing that, of course, again, anything in New Orleans, including a blackout, you know, can, can be turned into a party, a street blocked off. There you go. Turn it into a party. Everything you need for a band to occupy a space. Yep. So I've been reminiscing a lot about New Orleans because these are the weeks that they have Running of the Bulls. And I've been seeing all the times I've been to Running of the Bulls on my Facebook memories. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a fun thing to remember and to laugh about. So Running of the Bulls is a bastardized version of the Running of the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain. It's New Orleans style. The Bulls are roller derby girls with wiffle bats and horns on their helmet. And they go into the streets on their roller skates and smack the shit out of all of us where we dress like in white and red and just make a mockery of the whole thing one morning. You're usually drunk by 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. It's at like 7 or something, I think. Sangria pitchers are flowing in the streets. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, if you're not drunk by 9 a.m., you're doing it wrong. Exactly. If you're not Mm -hmm. drunk, Mm -hmm. what did you do today? You know? (laughs) And it's supposed to be a run. And I think there's an actual like 5K race the the day before or the next day or something like that. It's supposed to be a, a, it's supposed to be a run. It's called um, a running of the bulls. It's technically a 5K. Like you walk this whole thing, but no one is actually running. They're all pushing shopping carts or like cooler. Coolers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Full of sangria. It's this strange roller derby, like kinky fantasy. <laughs> It's pretty great. It's, it's, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if you run, you're going to spill your sangria. Why would you do that? <laughs> Most of us just kind of hold our drink and trot down the road. It's supposed to represent the bloodshed, right? <laughs> and people get really into it. Like, I've seen people in the dinosaur costumes run it. I've seen a whole fleet of Elvises, which what that has to do with Spain, I don't know. I've seen roller derby girls with the Frida Kahlo uh, unibrow and the flowers. The Elvi are actually a, uh, they're a Mardi Gras crew. Very popular Mardi Gras crew. Yeah. Yeah. They're called the, uh, the the crew of the rolling Elvi. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, uh, they usually go through a few of the different Mardi Gras parades, but generally they're, they're riding on different things. In some cases, some of the things they ride on are even just like a a motorized Motorized uh, recliner. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite is the motorized recliner with the, with the beer, um, the cup holder and they're pretty, pretty awesome. Awesome. One of the most unique places, if not the most unique place I've ever been, just with the people and the culture and everything there. It's just so different, I feel like. Yeah, and it's just the whole city. I've seen little snapshots of things over the years as I've traveled that are kind of New Orleans-like, but nothing like the city itself. Same. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about where you're originally from? I know, Jack, you kind of touched on that a little bit. How long you have lived in New Orleans and maybe why you ended up moving there? Because I know you guys are, are transplants to New Orleans, so. 
What made you choose New Orleans? I, like Jack, I'm an Air Force brat. So I grew up in the military, moved every 18 months or so my whole life. We, uh, we got married and moved around some more because we both have that regular itch to, to go uh, different places. After a few years, we, uh, we sold everything and ran away to the Peace Corps. And then uh, because we'd sold everything, we didn't have a car or a house or jobs or even like much in the way of furniture. When we were coming home from West Africa, we decided that we would live someplace where we didn't ever have to scrape ice off the car to get up to go to work in the morning. So we were looking at places where that was not a thing we would ever have to do. And, and New Orleans was... Uh, was just kind of the obvious choice. So when we came home, we had some friends, some of our uh, fellow Peace Corps volunteers who lived here. We came here that Christmas after after we got back in 2013. Just fell in love with the city. And so then January 10th, 20, I think it was January, like it was within that first first couple weeks of, of 2014, we threw what uh, what meager possessions we had left in the back of the car and moved here. And uh, we've been here ever since. Yep. I remember being extremely excited when you guys moved that close to us because we we'd visited together a lot over the years, you know, but it's just, we'd never lived anywhere close to Jack, you or, or any of that side of the family, any of your brothers mm -hmm. or anything like that. So it was just really exciting when I had when we had one of you guys that close, at least, you know, and then it was so, I was just like, uh, it was one of the, I was just really happy. It was always really fun. I was, and I feel like, me too. you know, since more since then until, until we moved. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then y'all moved, y'all left. <laughs> totally defected. Sorry. <laughs> now that we have you guys on. So we have all visited New Orleans over many times in our life. And so we have a lot of places that we've, we've found, I, I call us semi-local because we're, we've done all the touristy things for the most part, but also we've gotten to know enough people that live in New Orleans and explored enough of it over time that we kind of know a lot, some of the places that the locals go and we all have our own favorite places. But we, at least me, Katie and I, have not visited there very much lately, and I know New Orleans is always completely changing. There's always new restaurants, always new bars, always new breweries, always new everything coming up, and so we really needed to have you guys on because you are down in the trenches, as it were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> seeing what's up and coming in New Orleans, and so I guess now let's talk about maybe some of your favorite things to do currently and how is how is it looking after after 2020 are there people still coming are tourists still coming back or what's going on there yes uh tourist numbers have been increasing and we are having people come again um, one of the things that uh you know that people notice i think a lot about new orleans is that it's basically the most european city in the united states it is has a feel all of its own you know it's got some of that european uh feel and some of uh some of the caribbean feel as well yeah. so between all of those things we're definitely it's it's a nice place for people to uh to get away to so our numbers you know like uh, you know, I work at the zoo as an adult volunteer coordinator, and we definitely, like, we've been getting a, a lot of visitation. We definitely are getting people from out of town. And what are some of your favorite newer things to do lately that you've found? 
Um, so right now, things are just sort of slowly opening up again. And there's still a lot that, um, uh, you know, we're trying to trying to keep uh, COVID numbers down, of course, still, because there's still a lot of people who aren't vaccinated. Delta variant, of course, is, is something that we want to be cautious of and, and keep an eye on. Um, that said, there is, there's a new escape room that we're really excited about that's just down the street from us that we can't wait to check out. We just recently visited a couple new breweries around town, um, Zoni Mash and, um, and Parlo Beer Garden. Parlo's been around for several years now, but we hadn't been in a while. And so that's some place that we visited recently. And then restaurants, just restaurants that are still around. Um, N7 is one of our favorites. And then just places we can walk. You know, Miel Brewery, I was mentioning earlier, they have yoga and Saturday mornings. And um, it's just a really great community space. And I think the things that I love about breweries is that they're uh, they're really community centric and really community driven. And so people, you know, come with their dogs, they come with their kids, they come, and it's just a safe space to get together with your neighbors, you know, and support your local pop up restaurants and support your local brewers and support your local yoga instructors even. So that's, we've, we're still, we've been sticking pretty close to, pretty close to home again, because, you know, because we are still in a pandemic. But yeah, there, it's really good to see that there's a lot of restaurants that are still here. There's a lot of places that are still here. Yeah. Um, And music, like a lot of music venues started opening up again, like right around the beginning of July. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like Tipitina's uh, opened up, started doing their first shows right around the beginning of July. And uh, same thing with down in the um, warehouse district. Uh, Think of it. Yeah, I'll come back to it. it. But like, Um, anyway, a bunch of the different uh, larger music videos have started opening up again. Frenchman, I think, didn't really, and same thing really with Bourbon Street, didn't really completely shut down, but it changed the way that people were doing Mm -hmm. things. Um, And at this point, they're pretty much back kind of doing what they were doing before. Yeah, Um, some of our our favorite spots for music, Spotted Cat and Buffo's Bar on Esplanade, and then, yeah, and then Spotted Cat over there and your Frenchmen are uh, back open again. You know, they, they have, you know, mask, mask if you're not vaccinated, but if you're vaccinated, you can go in with that mask. And they're they're back to doing live music again, which is really wonderful. Um, there's also different places around town where throughout the pandemic and um, still ongoing now and again, you have little uh, porch concerts breaking out now and again, you know, here and there where people just um, come out with their instruments and, and play uh, with play with their friends. And, and um, that's one of the really wonderful things about this city is, is that, uh, you know, music is kind of, it's cliche to say, but music really is kind of the lifeblood of this place. And so, um, so there's always that going on. The other one was Generations Hall. Generations, Generations Hall, Hall yeah. Hall yeah, I love Frenchmen. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. Mm-hmm. The air market's open again too, which is always one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. The open air market? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's right near. It's right near where. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's where there, the right? spotted cat yeah, is. It's, it's, it's like right next spotted to the spotted cat. cat. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah. And then you go down to the end of that block. You have the spotted cat at one end of the block, and um, uh, and the dat dog on Frenchman at the other end. Mm-hmm. Nice. Dat dog is still good. They still have good uh hot dogs. I feel like all of their locations survived the one on magazine is still there the one on frenchman is still there and the one on ferret is still there the uh one thing another thing that's changed city park uh you know the used to be morning call they kind of lost that contract more or less and so now it's a cafe du monde Monde. now it's Mm. cafe du monde again or cafe du monde yeah for the first time 
which is nice. You know, they're basically like open all the time. One thing that we've been wanting to check out in the city park, we've been, you know, with the pandemic, we spent a lot more time just like outside because especially when everything was shut down, we uh, ended up buying kayaks to go kayak along Bayou St. John. For a while on Friday nights, there was actually like a little uh, brass band that would come out and play at one of the intersections. And so we just sit in our boats in the water and just like go listen, go listen to music for a little bit. So that was real cool. Uh, especially since at that point, like there was no music venues open at all. Yeah. Yeah. So do y'all think Cafe du Monde is overrated or a must, <laughs> a must go? I, yeah. um, I missed reviews. I will say um, there are so many good places to eat and drink in this city that I don't ever think it's worth waiting in line for any place because you can walk a few blocks and find another place that's serving something similar that's going to be just as good. That's kind of my number one piece of advice to anybody visiting the city is don't ever wait in line because there's so much good food and drink here. So Cafe du Monde, I, I don't know if I would go, if I would say overrated but I would say there are other really good coffee shops in the city that are that you don't have to stand in line for there's all other really good beignets in the city that you don't have to wait in line for there are two cafe beignets in the quarter mm-hmm. one on and Royal wonderful and one on bourbon and uh the one on bourbon is a it's like an oasis in bourbon street bourbon street is you know, uh, it's kind of a, a, a little bit, for the most part, Bourbon Street's a little bit of a one-trip pony, you know? It's drinks and uh, and strip clubs and, you know, and the occasional restaurant. But right there... Well, um, all the people with the signs saying that everyone's going to hell. Right, you had all the people <laughs> right. with the saying everyone's going to yeah. hell. Yeah. There's uh, a mix of everything there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just as you kind of, like, two, two and a half blocks in... If you're coming from Canal Street, on the left is Musical Legends Park, oh, that's where stuff. there is always, uh, or there is traditionally anyway, uh, not during the pandemic, but otherwise, like, there's usually a band playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a public park. It's actually, like, a city park, so it's, there's, like, public restrooms there, which mm-hmm. on Bourbon Street can be, you know, a really oh, nice thing. Right? And then there's one of the Cafe Beignets there. Um, and they have little cafe seating, and so it's a nice place to just hang out, listen to music. And that place was so special birds. to us when we first moved here, and we were both looking for jobs, and so we were temping, and uh, we would meet up for lunch in the quarter, and we would go sit in Musical Legends Park, and I just remember, like, that was such a, you know, like, the transitions are always stressful, and so it was kind of a stressful time for us, where we would walk in, and, like, almost every time we would go, there was this one performer there and I would just hear his voice and like all the stress, like his, he would sing and all the stress would just melt away. And he actually moved here at just about the same time we did. His name was Antoine Deal and he is one of our favorite people to go here play mm-hmm. still. But that is one of the, I don't know, one of those like iconic memories for me of like my early days in New Orleans. Just the just walking into walking off of Bourbon Street into Musical Legends Park and and just hearing hearing this beautiful voice and and just knowing that everything was gonna be okay somehow everything was gonna work out. Yeah, he's got a regular gig at the Montleone as well as at a the few Carousel. Other, yeah, yeah carousel at bar. the Carousel Bar at the Montleone as well as over at the Spotted mm-hmm. Cat and traditionally yeah, has been at Buffett. Yeah, yeah, as well. Okay, so if you had to do your perfect New Orleans day. So if somebody had like a one day thing in New Orleans, say they came for a conference, I know lots of people go to conferences there, but they had one day in New Orleans, what would, what would you do? 
Sorry, I'm kind of throwing you under the bus here. Just kind of <laughs> didn't tell you about this question. So to me, one of the best days I've ever had is a an actual Mardi Gras day with mm. perfect weather. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, it's almost always so cold at Mardi Gras. Yeah. The last Mardi Gras, right, the last Mardi Gras, by which I mean the last one, um, in, 2020. in 2020, before all this, which hopefully we'll have another one this coming year, but um, it was actually just the most beautiful, perfect weather for parades. So we, uh, we started out on St. Charles watching a few of the parades, and then we got a lift down to the quarter, met some, so we met up with people on St. Charles, we got a lift down to the quarter, met up with some other people down on Canal Street to watch the end of some of the parades and went into the quarter, kind of Black Penny, which is another cool bar. I'm looking back, right this on was the edge of the quarter. so dangerous. We had no idea what was coming a month later. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the beginning of the pandemic for us, and that's why we had such a huge spike, because uh, Mardi Gras Day was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, so we went to another bar, and then we met some other people further into the quarter. It was just like every couple blocks we would walk, we would run into friends. Yeah. Or we would make friends and just visit uh, some of our favorite spots down there. Yeah, Black Penny and... Um, Black Penny's still open. Yeah, and the... Um, we did go to get uh, the beans and rice shop. at that. Yeah. yeah, the blacksmith shop. We went to, and then uh, made our way to Buffa's. Yeah, for their beans and rice, yeah. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, the place we ended the night uh, is not there anymore. Um, that was St. Lawrence, Lawrence yeah. which was a cool bar down, down by the aquarium. Yeah. If I have people visiting just for a short time, like I would bring them to Magazine Street during the day, like stroll around, visit the shops, probably pop into Dat Dog for a hot dog for lunch. And then uh, depending on what day it is, maybe walk up to Courtyard. And I know it's a lot of breweries, but walk up to Courtyard on the weekend because there's a a guy who does roti on Saturdays and uh, Fridays and Saturdays. And Mm -hmm. it's just delicious so another little pop-up so do that for dinner and then probably take a lift down to frenchman street and hear some music and walk through the art market yeah that would be like if you just are there for a few hours one day i think that's what i would that's what i would take someone to do kill me what is roti Oh, it's like little, like an Indian taco. taco. It's like a little like egg based, like tortilla, just stuffed with all kinds of good, like shredded vegetables. And then uh, he does like, like a kind of like a grilled chicken in one. And then he does like a fried feta in another. And it's just, yeah, just wrapped up and eat it like a taco. And it's delicious. That sounds amazing. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> yeah, it's got like it's got good sauces on it. Um, Let me see. Generally, uh, there's what he's called real quick. in uh, in New Orleans, you can't really get away with being a restaurant that uh, you can't survive if you don't have good food. Right. And That's even, why I say don't ever wait. Don't ever wait in line. There's always so much good food. Yeah. I say that advice too goes for snow cones as well or snowballs. Snowballs. Yeah. Yeah, like we tried to go to Hanson's twice and there was a line around the door and we drove straight to walk up at Imperial Snow Cones on Magazine Street. Mm-hmm. Just as good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hanson's so, is really good, but go ahead. Uh, Catawampus Cook. Catawampus underscore cook. Owen Ryan on Instagram does the roti on Fridays and Saturdays over at Courtyard. 
Yeah. I love that name. We just used that on our um, Southern Semantics episode, Caddy Wampus. So uh, Southern. I love it. Yeah, we've been having some really, so uh, there's really been some good consistent pop-ups that we've had throughout the uh One of our all-time favorites is Hatch and Harvest. Uh, Jack and Sia are phenomenal. The food is always delicious. And they have vegetarian options as well. Like they always have at least one vegetarian option. I was going to say that's good because it's kind of difficult to find vegetarian vegan items in New Orleans. You'd have to like, you'd have to know because there's not every restaurant has those items available. No. It's not as plentiful as certain places, you know, yeah. for yeah. the city at least. I, they do have restaurants and things like that, but not every restaurant's gonna ca- is going to cater to those kinds of uh, dietary restrictions or whatever. Right. Hold on just a moment, y'all. We'll be right back. would say though if a person has never visited the place before definitely spend some time in the quarter so um like a day on royal street and down like between royal and decatur uh all the area around the st louis cathedral and all of that it's just a really cool place you know there's always art there art galleries and you've got people just selling you know like again like with a sort of pop-up market stalls selling selling their art you've got musicians on almost every corner just remember always tip your street musicians if you stop and listen actually Kiyomi you talked about one of my my favorite things to do in New Orleans which is uh, walking down Magazine Street I love that that's one of my favorite things to do I've I've loved the French Quarter, super classic, like you said, Jack. If you have never been to New Orleans before, you should definitely spend some time there. Go for a walk a little bit. Um, But I think Magazine Street is my absolute favorite thing, just way to spend a day in New Orleans because there's always something new down there. There's always great places to eat, great little shops. Well, and one of the great things about it is just how – long it is so it follows the full kind of like bend of the river Mm -hmm. from canal street all the way over to basically leak avenue which becomes like river river road um, which leads you into jefferson parish so it runs most of that bend of the the river where uh the the eastern part uh sorry the western part of the city is western part of the east coast okay of Mm -hmm. of the you know the uh as opposed to the West Bank, uh, East so Bank weird. of the river. So it runs the whole way. So through the warehouse and the CBD districts, and then through the garden district, through the lower garden district, through uptown, all the way to the zoo. And there's stuff all along Magazine Street. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love to park by the zoo and walk it for as long as I can. And then I'll either hop on the bus or I'll take a Uber mm-hmm. when I'm tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a great walking neighborhood. Like, and if you want to get away from sort of like the shops and the crowds and just like walk through a neighborhood, you can just cut up 
you know, a few blocks and, you know, you're in the garden district and you can walk up Britannia and, you know, and find, find another little spot on Britannia where there's, there's another little commercial district with great ice cream and coffee and stuff. And then, you know, if you want to do, you know, St. Charles, you can cut up a little further and then hop, hop on the streetcar, like Mandy was saying, and just ride back to a few blocks from wherever you left your car. And it's, it is a really beautiful walkable area, walkable neighborhood. I also like Bywater too. Yeah. Yes. Oh gosh, we love we love Bywater. Bywater is where Parlo is is mm-hmm. located. Um, nice. So and and right over there, Bywater and and Marini neighborhoods. The Marini neighborhood is where N Seven is. That's like our one of our favorite uh, like fancy kind of you know like celebration restaurants mm-hmm. to go to because it's mostly French cuisine inspired, but with like a like a it's... Japanese flair yeah. on it, and it's. Mm-hmm fantastic and they have a beautiful garden like the the whole area where the where seating like they have indoor seating and then they also have a patio seating but they have this fantastic garden space and it's just wonderful we also really like not much closer to, so we're right off of magazine street and at magazine washington uh coquette is also yeah, a really nice that's, always, um, that's been one of our longtime favorites yeah um, and then Cavan is always great if you want to make a reservation for dinner or just pop in for like happy hour and cocktails. Mm-hmm. They also have a beautiful indoor space with a resident ghost. Mm-hmm. This is what <laughs> I always forget. Yeah, I don't remember. We've been there and just like suddenly like glasses break glasses, and weird stuff. Yeah, it's like <laughs> weird stuff happens. Like there's definitely a ghost there. Yeah. But they also have beautiful like, you know, patio and courtyard seating too. The ghost also makes an appearance there. So it's yeah. worth checking out. Um, but but then the food is the food and cocktails are also excellent. Oh my goodness! Talk about <laughs> everything. So Dude, there's so many good places to eat too. Just like along Magazine Street, mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. People yeah. say shopping is good on Magazine Street. Yeah. The food boutique. is great on Magazine Street too. Yeah, and we have some really great art galleries too. Like, I mean, I always encourage mm-hmm. everybody to go um, check out Terrence Osborne's work. He's one of my favorite local artists. Um, and so, if you can't get to Frenchman, then definitely just pop in and and visit Terrence and and um, his paintings of city life are just phenomenal. Yeah, and then we also have oh yeah, and Zell. Zell. Uh, yeah, also a little, on little market with local artisans can buy booths and and sell their their products there, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Yeah, you have a you have a whole mix of different you know art art things mm-hmm. there. Yeah, everything from like homemade soap to jewelry to t-shirts to like full paintings. Mm-hmm. I've also voted that when Leah and Katie are back in town, that I take them to St. Rock Market. Oh yeah, I water. I love that place. I've gone several times since I've discovered it. It's like a Cajun food court. It's amazing. Yes, it's wonderful. And if you haven't been also to the sister sites, there's one, the Pythian market is similar and the auction house market are also really mm-hmm. um, like similar vibe um, and um, similar sorts of uh, restaurants and pop-ups there. At, but yeah, at all, at all three of them are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they all have that. There's a uh, an oyster place that I think is the same kind within the anchor, all three of them. Yeah. I wish I could remember what they're called, but they have some fantastic oysters. So they do three different kinds. They do basically like your standard, you know, uh, muddy Gulf shore oyster, Gulf yeah. oysters. Then they have another one. Yes, which are delicious. <laughs> but then they have another one that is from a very specific area that tends to have uh, less 
less sediment, less siltiness. Um, so even if you look at like the, the shells themselves, they're lighter. And then they have one that's even lighter. And like those a, are ones that are on a farms, floating the farm. floating farms that they're doing now. Yeah. So it's at basically out in the open. And those ones, the shells are almost like they're like translucent. They're like this translucent whitish color. And the oysters, you know, you have basically it removes all of the grit and stuff because they're basically not sitting in silty areas since, you know, I'm sure y'all have probably talked about oysters, but you know, you know, they tend to be at tidal zone areas where they can spend some time exposed and some time underwater. And uh, those are some really good oysters. Nice. Oysters are like Brita filters. They're just like, yeah. 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 But wait until like December or February before you eat them. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a really good point to make because most yeah. most people around the country will be like, "Oh, eat eat oysters in the months that have the letter R in them." That actually doesn't hold true very well for the South. You just need to wait until the water is cold. Yeah, that's where the R rule came from, and in most places, all of the R months, September through um, March, I think, right? Yeah, April. April. You're right. April. There you go. Has cold water, but. In the Gulf of Mexico, oftentimes those beginning months, like September and October, you still have pretty warm water in the Gulf. And yeah, it's not, not going to be cold in September. Mm-mm. Yeah, you should really you should really wait until December. Do January, December through March, I think, is usually your a good oyster season. So yeah, a lot of things. Uh, my number one thing, since you, if you haven't been listening this whole time, is New Orleans is not just the French Quarter. There are areas of New Orleans I haven't explored, I haven't seen, but there are definitely areas I love, like our chicken bus we stayed at in Bywater, and which is a whole other story. <laughs> I love walking Magazine Street. I love taking the streetcar from canal down st charles avenue mm-hmm. i love doing that it's just you know there's the world war ii museum which we haven't even talked about which you can spend yeah. the whole day there there's the zoo the aquarium and isn't there an insectarian insectarium uh, <laughs> there was currently the insectarium is uh so the insectarium used to be in the u.s customs house they're moving it into the aquarium so currently uh, there's construction at the aquarium and the insectarium is currently closed, but it will be opening up again, you know, within a couple of years, probably either next year, either 2022 or 2023. Uh, some negatives about New Orleans, there is always road construction, always. It's like downtown Biloxi. If any of y'all work down there, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, there, it's all, there's, there's always road construction. <laughs> so much right now. Like I feel like every other block in the city and, and right around where we live, every other block, there's just like really roads torn up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and some of it's road construction and some of it is uh, utility construction because the mm-hmm. city is very old. The piping system is also very old as a result and um so like our road is largely covered in sand and gravel right now because uh the sewage and water board came through and dug a trench and then they dug another trench and they just kind of like covered it back over with dirt and so it's not like repaved um and of course it's been very rainy and so vehicles get stuck <laughs> yeah we had we had one point we had a couple vehicles getting stuck when they uh when they first were filling in the first trench unfortunate for them but kind of you know entertaining to watch oh and then let's talk about crime and safety in new orleans mm-hmm. 
I was just gonna I was just gonna come up with that because I think you know New Orleans a lot of times people will be like oh New Orleans can be really dangerous and yes yes it, it I mean it's a big city just like any big city you have you need to be super aware when you're walking around I think the big thing is is stay where there are people you know be smart stay where there are people don't walk into dark alleys you know do you guys have any other specific ones that you've learned no, I mean, just remember that this is not, this is not Disneyland. This is a place where people live and work. This is not just a, a party town. Um, but, you know, and, and like anywhere, there, there is crime here. Maintain a certain, a, a level of, of sort of um, social awareness. Don't flash your money around. Um, if, you, if you wear beads out of season, you're marking yourself as a tourist. Don't wear your backpack on your chest. You look silly and are also marking yourself as a tourist. Yeah, just, you know, like just be aware of your surroundings as you would in any place, as you would at home if you're if you're out for an evening. You know, be aware of your surroundings. Be, be sort of cognizant of, of what's happening around you. Yeah, and remember, it's, it's not like it's a, it is a fun vacation spot and people should enjoy themselves, but also you know, just be, just be responsible, be, be a little self-aware, but I've, I've never, I've never felt unsafe here. Yeah. Um, not ever. It's basically like, it's like basic city rules, mm-hmm. uh, right. lock your doors, um, you know, don't just sit idling in your car, you know, like just hanging out and not being aware of what's going on around you. If you're walking out and about again, like Kimmy was saying, just be aware, like be, be aware of what's around you, who's around you, things like that, you know, just like, to, to me, it really seems almost like, I guess, common sense. But, um, mm-hmm. but I guess if, you know, depending on where a person's coming from, maybe it doesn't come up. But like, it's, to me, it's just more or less basic city rules. Like, yeah, exactly. Know, uh, well, and I think, um, exactly. I think r- really, like a lot of people will come here and think that it's, oh, well, it's just a party town, they're on vacation, and we'll treat it almost as though it's like a theme park. It's not. Yeah. It's not. This is a this is a real place where real people like live their lives and and go to work and crime happens everywhere. Big one is in New Orleans there's a lot of side streets that get that they get really dark and there's not always people down them and if you're walking around like the French Quarter at night even and and like you said I've never felt really unsafe but I usually go with a group. Yeah. Um, I think that's part yeah. of you know what I mean? Or even just like and those are people, you know, right. just watch out in those, those darker areas. Think before you walk down a street, you know, and just right. like you said, be aware. Yeah. 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 And stick with your people, stick with your, you know, your group that you came with. Don't pick fights. Uh, I would say like, don't pick fights with anybody and don't pick fights and generally like tip your, your service industry folks. Be, be, I guess, you know, the sort of person, if you, if you were, The people you were interacting with, uh, if you were the people you were interacting with, be the way you would want them to be to you. Mm -hmm. Um, In general, like the city, it can be very, very generous and kind Mm -hmm. and loving to people if you're, you know, if you're here to try, you know, to to have a good time and, you know, help other people have a good time. You know, like if you're like get in there, there's a good spirit that you can really get in where uh, you can have some great interactions with, with people if you're, you know, if you're, but if you're going around with a chip on your shoulder, I think that's, you know, just as bad as almost as, you know, going around without being aware of your surroundings. 
Yeah. Right. It's the big easy, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta fit that vibe. You gotta um, yeah. go with the flow. And also I think that all the, all the things that you're saying are fantastic travel advice in general. So anytime you go somewhere, you know, don't make yourself a target and put yourself in other people's shoes and say, this is how I want to be treated. So I'm going to treat other people that way. Yeah. Would you say that there are some common misconceptions that travelers like make about New Orleans and then they visit and maybe they're, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would think a big one is that, oh, it's just a party town. It's a, Mm -hmm. you know, and it is a town that does like to have a good time, you know, you know, like, it is about like let's let's have a good time and let's keep a kind of a, a relaxed vibe about it. But again, like this is a place where people are living and raising their families and people go to work in the morning and you know. And so I I think that you know there's there's that it's not just a it's not just a party city. This is this is a place where people are living their lives and I think it's important for people to be respectful of that. I would say again, like we said previously, get out of the the French Quarter if you're you, get away from Bourbon like Street. like. The whole city is not Bourbon Street. Um, yes. And if that's the only thing you've experienced, or even if the quarter is the only thing you've experienced, you haven't really experienced the city. You, you kind of have, you've, you've scratched the surface yeah. and you've experienced some of this stuff, especially the, you know, I guess the more touristy things. Uh-huh. Uh, but, and then kind of like Kiyomi was saying previously, don't, don't wait in line. There's so many good places to eat. If a place has like a long line, just go find another find, place. Walk a few blocks until something smells good, yeah. and I guarantee you're gonna have a good meal. And then if you're here for a parade, keep your clothes on, please. Like this is like <laughs> people bring their kids out. These are these are like giant community block parties. There are children around. This is about families. It's not about you know taking your clothes off for beats. So just please don't do that. Like I yeah. know there's That's that very good advice. That is not what Mardi Gras about. Yeah. Go enjoy your hand grenade, but keep your top on. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and adding to that, adding to that, like um, even in the, even along Bourbon Street, which is generally the most common place where like you do get an exchange of beads for whatever they are. They're, you know, they're, nobody's giving you like they're the, the, they're not the big one the that they beads. they're not giving you the good beats anyway uh like you're, you're basically getting the same junk that they throw everybody another thing is don't pick beads up off the ground if you're here for oh, no. uh, a no, no, no. Uh, parade you, like you don't know what those beads have been in yeah again and then the other thing is like just wait just wait and wave and you know smile make eye contact with somebody on a on a float and uh they will, you know, they'll throw you something. Don't steal beads. Don't if, steal if beads, beads are thrown or throws else, from other people. Don't steal them. <laughs> if, you, if you say to your neighbor, I'm here on vacation, this is my first Mardi Gras, like nine times out of 10, they're going to give you whatever they caught anyway. Yeah. But don't steal beads. It's just poor, poor etiquette. Yeah. Um, also, with regard to all of that, Mardi Gras is not a single day, or, or Mardi Gras itself is a single day, but the season goes on for multiple weekends prior and so you know it's not like all of the uh everything happens on mardi gras day and that's it it's like now nah, it's it's a whole season of carnival that goes beforehand and there's all kinds of other cool parades to go to uh prior to that yep uh, begins on the um feast of epiphany i believe epiphany, yes. yeah new orleans though definitely has like i said you're definitely losing out on the culture and the very rich and complicated history of new orleans if you just mm-hmm. stay in the french quarter there yeah, is right. so much about the history of new orleans that's just fascinating and it really affects where we're from our biggest influence is new orleans 
-hmm. we are more like people from New Orleans than we are people from Jackson, Mississippi on the Gulf Coast. Right. We're at the, the northernmost point in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very true with our, like, like you said, like social, like the social cultural history of, of this place and the, the influences and uh, what makes, what makes this city and what makes this region unique. Yeah. Especially from like between here and Mobile, there's such a, uh, I, you know, uh, same thing with like this area and the Mississippi Gulf Coast different from, you know, more northerly uh, Louisiana as well. Like there's, or, you know, you get, you go uh, west of here and you get it more into Cajun country, whereas this is not, not that it's, it's, you know, you have Cajun folk, but you know, it's not, it's not the same at all. Yeah. And I think one my one of my biggest pieces of advice whenever I've because I've had people that are going to visit New Orleans from Arizona and they've asked me or, or like it's on their bucket list. You know, I think one of my big one of my big things is if you're going to New Orleans during Mardi Gras, you're going to Mardi Gras. New Orleans and Mardi Gras, like while they go hand in hand, it's difficult, I feel like. To go to Mardi Gras and also just because it's so busy there around that time to really get to experience a lot of the other parts of New Orleans. If you're going for Mardi Gras, go for Mardi Gras and go to New Orleans to visit New Orleans on a separate time. Yeah, I would say if you're coming for Mardi Gras, I don't know that I would even recommend that a person like rent a car or whatever. I would just say like walk or take, you know, uh, take lifts or public transit. The, uh, you know, from the airport in and then the new airport, by the way, is really uh, quite nice in my experience so far. Uh, we They haven't finished the highway flyover yet, but whatever, it doesn't matter. The, uh, the, the new airport is lovely. It's very open, very airy. But the, during that time, since so many of the roads, you know, are clogged up from the parades, it's so much easier to just go to a spot outside of a parade and try and get a car than to try and like rent one and then try and find parking and yeah. all of that. Like, unless you really know the city and know, if, unless you've been to parades before and kind of know where you're going to want to go and how far you want to walk and all of that, I, I would just, you know, I would take a, take have somebody else drive mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it parking in new orleans also be a nightmare it's an older city it's not built on a grid system one-way streets it's always if you don't have two people in the car and you've never been there before especially you need one person to navigate one person to drive you and you got to be aggressive to get your spot you got to be aggressive to get through the streets mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's going to cost you money Mm -hmm. yeah yeah then the time you're gonna have to pay money to park that's okay and, and i would also definitely not recommend day drinking and driving like it's just yeah. like oh no 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 you just, know the just, whole thing just, just call get, a car yeah just get cars it's so much better there's a lot of them in new orleans it's pretty easy mm -hmm. yeah and it's not super expensive at least it wasn't last time i was there no it's, it's really not, not that bad in comparison to certain places it's really not mm -hmm. well thank you guys so much um we will be sure to include lists of all the different places that you guys recommended and including some of our favorite places that we also like to visit on facebook and instagram and we'll make some I, i'm sure we'll make some pins of this too as well so on pinterest so make sure if you guys haven't followed us on those to do so and thank you jack and kiyomi for coming on as our guests. I love having family in New Orleans and helps me keep up to date with all the fun new places to go and everything. So I always, anytime I have people visit there, I reach out to you guys first and ask, hey, what, 
what, what do I need to recommend to them? So thanks for being on here and recommending to our listeners. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This was fun. Definitely. Yeah. And if you guys want to share where our listeners can find you. Um, yeah, I'm, um, at that Kiyomi on Twitter. It just that K I Y O M I on Twitter. So, I have like no Jack does a really new social media. <laughs> you, uh, no worries, you, no worries. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if people wanna wanna see me at all, they can they can come to, you know, the zoo um where I uh <laughs> you know, like that's the thing. I, I, I run all of our uh, adult volunteer programs right now. Uh sure, yeah. And I um I'm also sci fi writer here based out of New Orleans. Um they're not stories typically about New Orleans, but you can also find um my my stories at work of heart dot Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Next episode will be more travel uh, related stories with some of our other favorite places to visit. We've all got the travel itch, I think. And so we're, we've been reminiscing a lot about this. So tune in. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple podcast or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site.